Hello! Welcome. Episode 34 of Push to Shout post-E3 recap. Got lots of stuff going on. This is a pretty good show, actually. One of the best E3s I can remember. Uh, I'm Mike, and this is... I'm Skip. As usual. And we got a lot to talk about, so it's probably going to go long this week, so let's just jump right in. We'll start off with Bethesda. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, tell us what you thought. I I I could not believe how much I actually ended up liking this conference because I was so negative about it going in, uh, especially Fallout Four. Uh, I guess I'll just mm. I guess I'll just start with Fallout Four. Uh, yeah, we, I mean that we, was the big deal. Yeah, we obviously shit on it a lot on the uh, E3 preview podcast because the trailer didn't look very good to us. It, it was the same engine, all that stuff. You you heard it. And, uh, I mean, it's still, there's still a lot of things that I wish that they would have fixed for, for the, you know, what, six year gap that they had between this and the, and the last one. Uh, but I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised by their presentation. It, it, it surprised yeah. me a lot. Like they did a lot of impressive things specifically with customization. Um, the, well, the big deal is the sort of building tools that they're adding. Exactly. The, it's kind of like WireMod uh, for Gmod, where you can set circuits up to... I don't exactly know how to describe it, but um, circuits, lights, um, little mechanical doodads and bits, building your own settlements, setting trade caravans. It's It's cool stuff, and I don't really know how it's going to fit in, with that game, like, why would you want to do that in the first place? Other than, you know, to, to build things. But it has to give you some kind of incentive, like, maybe earn money from it, or... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's right up the alley of the kind the kind of thing I think people want from a game like that, to me. It's like, these people who play the Fallout, Fallout 3 and, and Skyrim and stuff, they play them for, you know, potentially hundreds of hours. And and so yeah, having something and they do it for the sandboxy stuff. Yeah, and so have but but having something that they, that can kind of ground that and 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 give them something to actually customize and build is is probably a motivation in itself. You know, yeah. Uh, someone pointed out uh, while we were watching in our chat, they pointed out that uh, that it was copied from some mod for New Vegas, which isn't surprising because a lot of Bethesda's ideas come from their modding community. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that's. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think that that's something to insult Bethesda with. Because if anything, be happy that it seems exactly like the kind of thing that they would release a few months after the game as a fifteen dollar DLC. Uh, it's, yeah, it's didn't they do something? They did something. Like they did that for uh, Oblivion and Skyrim. I don't know about Oblivion. Have your own. But yeah. yeah, they did something like some Wizard Spire thing, but. Yeah. I was also uh, I was also really impressed by the the weapon customization that because what always felt weird to me was in the Bethesda Fallout's all the weapons even though they're supposed to be makeshift and slapped together from salvage parts the I don't know just for an example the varmint rifle that you find in one place is exactly identical to the one that you'll find elsewhere so it's really cool that. Like the stocks and the barrels and all of that can be changed for every weapon, so it kind of it captures a pretty important thing for Fallout to capture, which is the the salvaged resources. Yeah, uh, it, it fits the it fits the theme of the of the setting and everything, and and it it seems like something that would be legitimately fun to fool around with. And 
uh, I, they had like in their in one of their previews they had like the Gatling laser or whatever, just a bunch of goofy stuff. Uh, there were goofy guns in Fallout Three, but they were not customizable. They were just built to be goofy, and, and it seems like this you can kind of just make your own completely ridiculous things, and and that's exactly what what fits with this kind of game. Uh, and and graphically, yeah. I think it looked a lot better than I expected it to. It's still you can still tell it's that original engine, it, and uh, I but, can't put my finger on it, but it looked better. It looks better than at the, trailer, the E3 showing, and I don't know why exactly. I I don't. The either. water they showed looked really good, um, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, I can't exactly pin down why it looks so good. I did want something worth mentioning is the uh, Mass Effect style conversations that they mm-hmm. have now. Um, I think it's a pretty clear step up. For for one, there's a voice for the main character now. Yeah, it's so a massive it change. makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense that you're seeing both sides of a conversation because it actually is a conversation now. And it's way less awkward than the... Skyrim did a little better by not zooming in. But in these games, you talk to somebody and everything just freezes and you zoom in on their goofy mannequin face and listen and to them talk. talk. Yeah. Yes. And uh, another problem with um, the dialogue in these sorts of games, these Bethesda games, is they can't have as many unique quests because they have to voice every line and if they have to voice every line but still have a silent protagonist it just doesn't it doesn't really feel right to me and never really did so it's it's a compromise that hurts both yes both theories like the first theory is well we'll just have text where we can really delve deep into the the details of the world and the quest and the story and then the second Theory is well, we'll have spoken word, which we'll seems half more yeah. immersive and everything. But you go halfway, and you don't get the good things of either of those worlds. So yeah, it's good that they're going all the way. Uh, yeah, and it fits. And it fits they give you the out. choice; you don't have to look at it that way. They mentioned, which is you know, some people probably won't want the clearly better experience. Yeah, but that's something. That's something that I think would be more awkward in an Elder Scrolls game, and it, I'll be curious to see whether they do it in the next Elder Scrolls game. Uh, but in Fallout, it seems more fitting because that's so much more about just the little individual storylines. Like it just seems Fallout just seems like a more story focused game in a lot of ways. I, I I don't know how to put my finger on it, but uh, yeah, I, it's 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 more upfront with its characters and themes, I think, than than mm-hmm. than the Elder Scrolls, which I think focuses more on the world. Uh, so, this is I'm just a minor thing. They now let you customize the armor too, which was, I think, a necessary change. Not huge, but it needed to happen because in every Fallout, the power armor is always just the best armor that you can possibly have, and you always want to get that because it's just far and away the best. And so it kind of detracted from the role-playing side because everybody was just wearing power armor because it's clearly the best choice but now that you can have different types of power armor and customize them, it's a minor thing, but it's an important improvement. Yeah, and I think on a very basic gameplay level, it 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 helps a lot with the idea of scavenging stuff, and and like it makes loot. I guess is the best term for it. It makes finding things a lot more satisfying in that you're probably going to be finding parts. And you're gonna say, well, what can I use this with? What what would this be best used towards? Rather than, is this better than the armor I have? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. And 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 that's that's huge. I I I am I am very impressed. I I I am willing yes. to admit that I was almost 100 percent wrong about Fallout. <laughs> um, the combat I, impressed me too. Interested. 
yeah it, it looked it's you know it's not gonna light the world on fire or anything but the it looks to be up to par now with like a basic third person or first person shooter yeah it looks which like you is don't have to it ever really needs vats. to be yeah uh, yeah and that's too doesn't just freeze time anymore it slows it now so it is a little more balanced mm-hmm. we could talk about it for a while but we do have a lot to get to so doom long animations when you kill things but it looked kind of good people were really shitting it up on it people were shitting on it more than i thought it deserved mm-hmm. uh there are certain things about it that i i didn't like at all i didn't like the animations even if they were short i wouldn't like those little animations that you go into because once you do it once you're you're done with it it's just kind of it's tedious to do it more than once, and I, I hope that isn't a core gameplay thing. It seems like they kind of stopped doing it towards the end of the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, I think it looks fine. I think it looks like a Doom game. Like people were saying, well, it's 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 got too much uh, color correction and stuff. Like it looks, it's very one one color, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, but is that really like is Doom known for its vibrant worlds or anything? I guess it's yeah. Doom. Like back it's... in you know the original Doom was by necessity was all low resolution sprites so they have to be distinct but yeah not much else to say about it It looks okay Dishonored 2 looks cool but we didn't see gameplay oh did you have more to say about Doom well I did want to say that like to me I I, while I was watching it I got the distinct impression that it was completely faked uh as far as like the gameplay like it didn't feel like it was being played by a person at all it someone someone compared it to the uh have you seen the Doom movie no Oh my god! Okay, so there's a scene at the end of the Doom movie that's like about ten minutes long, where it goes into first person, and you know it acts like it's the game, I guess, and it felt like that in that like the camera movements are very deliberate, you know, like it, right. it looks like the aiming is just—it's not how a human aims; it's how a cameraman would aim, and it's really weird. And I, I that was off-putting to the point where I was actually kind of like, I don't know what to think about this, but it, I, I don't have low hopes for that game, but I don't—I'm not like. Yeah. I'm not going crazy over it. There's just not much to think about it, really. I mean, it's, it's it's a modern-day Doom. Yep, I have basically no hopes about it either way. <laughs> yeah. Dishonored 2 looked cool, but they didn't show gameplay, so nothing really to say. Playable, the Inception stuff was cool. Playable girl protagonist, Emily Caldwin from the first game. All right. Elder Scrolls Online, nobody cared about that, though. Was a little disappointing not to see Prey 2, because uh, yeah, it uh... sounded like it could have been cool, but... And the rumors, like rumors, were were abound right before the, the the conference. Like that day, people were talking about not necessarily Prey Two, but some sort of thing that was like Prey Two inspired or whatever. And then it just didn't happen. Uh, and most of the, most of the rumors about E three seemed to be true or pan out. Yeah, actually. a lot of them. So uh, there yeah. were a lot of leaks. There were. Uh, there so were. I thought that I was hoping that was one of them, but it wasn't. All right. Uh, uh, that's we can probably move on from Bethesda. Let's talk about Microsoft. They showed Halo. Five, and it looked yeah. really bad to me. Uh, it looked, the the campaign looked terrible to me. It just looked so stupid. Yep, they it looks. If Halo Four was them starting to lean into the Call of Duty wins, they've just fully embraced that now. Like they've just gone off. They've the got rails, the squads. Like, yeah. They've got constant chatter over the radio. Like that's not Halo at all, and yeah. I'm not interested in that. Uh, you have Call of Duty on here, but didn't they show that at PlayStation? I think they did. I mean, oh, we can talk about did. it now. Well, I guess I put it on here, and I meant to put it on here. Yeah, as may like as well a, talk about it now. It wasn't at It's Microsoft. Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, they are kind of... It seems to make sense. It didn't look as good as the last one, which was weird. Yeah, and it seems to make sense that they've kind of thrown their chips in with uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, 
do, do you remember Recore? Recore, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, it's not gameplay. So, so much of the Xbox showings were not gameplay. They were like these pre-rendered CG things, which are okay, interesting. I guess you get maybe a sense of the aesthetic a bit, but not much else. So, I can't get excited for Recore. Yeah, I mean, it it didn't. And, yeah, it didn't show what I would. Like, it just. It, I guess it showed like what the core gameplay mechanic would be which is having a little companion that can like enter different bodies or something like that but i i, I don't know yeah yeah it's there's nothing to think about it what uh, was really interesting is that they chose to show dark souls 3 at microsoft's conference yeah uh almost like making a point that it's not playstation exclusive i guess it, it's i don't know maybe microsoft really wanted to kind of say like hey we have we have our foot in that market too i i <laughs> It was interesting. Yeah, um, it's probably just a, a business thing, however it wound up there. But Dark Souls 3, they, this is weird. So Bloodborne, when they announced that at the Sony conference, I think last year or two years ago, whenever it was, the first thing that shows up on the screen in huge letters is a Hidetaka Miyazaki game because he's such a great director. Everybody knows that. His, his name sold me on that game. And for Dark Souls 3, it doesn't say anything like that. And... After watching the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, he's not directing it. But I go on Twitter later, and it turns out that he is, and that it was announced through the YouTube description of the trailer. Like, they didn't seem to make a big deal about it when it is yeah. a really, really big deal. A lot I don't of people know. are saying that it's like co-direction, you know? Like, it like could be. Partially the Dark Souls 2 directed. I don't know. That would make um, that would make a little more sense because it's kind of hard to picture the timeline of when he had time to direct two high profile yeah. games like that. But who knows? Uh, I'm excited to see him on it. They announced it's going to be the last game in that series, which is kind of a uh, relieving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as much as I like the, the World of the Souls series, I mean, I don't really like Dark Souls 2's world that much. I, but Dark Souls One, if it if it kind of goes back to not necessarily Lordran, but that that theme of you know fire and all that it, i i would like to see that i would like to see some sort of conclusion to that although i thought dark souls one had a conclusion to that but. this one this one seems to have at least like some kind of central vision like mm-hmm. what they showed was what happens when the fire is gone and everything was ashy and dead looking and that was the point and unlike dark souls 2 it seems like they they have an idea <laughs> and they're willing to poke at it yeah um you want to talk about the VR stuff? Because that was really cool. Yeah, quickly. Um, I don't remember. They did mention Oculus, but what did they, did they actually like show anything with that? Uh, they didn't. They announced that they're bundling the controllers again. But yeah. I'm t- I guess I'm talking about the um, HoloLens. Yeah. Uh, that that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen at a like a three in general just blew me away. I was, I was blown away. Yeah. Like for a live demo too, it was yeah. impressive. So it kind of superimposes 3d images into real life. It's like augmented reality, I guess, instead of virtual reality. Yeah. And they showed this awesome demonstration of Minecraft. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's incredible. They kind of render the whole Minecraft world live on the table and then the guy is able to just move closer to it and look inside buildings, and you really just have and to see it. I can't describe it, really. I, I was so surprised that Minecraft would be as good of a demonstration of that 
um, idea as it was. Like him being able to move the world up to be able to see the caverns underneath the world. And it's just like I, I was just sitting there like with my mouth open because it was it was it was the, I'd never seen technology like that. I, I didn't expect it to be as uh, it, just impressive in general and, and the demonstration to be as effective. And people are saying by the they had they're allowing press to demo it at the, on the floor, and people are saying that it's it's a low latency, it's working well, uh, so it's that's really exciting. I'm yeah, I'm uh, way more excited for that than the uh, than the virtual reality stuff. Even though that stuff I is disagree cool, there I would I don't know because uh, yeah, maybe the novelty the would wear off. But yeah, the, technology the technology is more impressive. impressive. But the 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 uh, actual use of it, I can't think of anything I would want to use it with. Yeah, you're probably right. I can't either. <laughs> uh, so, but it is it is awesome, and I can I I I think that it will be a thing that a lot of people use for various reasons. But I'm not one of those people. I don't think. Uh, but it's it's just totally cool to see that. Um, I, I'm I'm very very impressed. I'd be interested to see like non games related applications though. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, if you're modeling something and blender or whatever just being able to see it physically that, that i mean that's so cool they need a game like uh skipping ahead real quick to sony that dreams game where you create yes. you know animate those would be all that stuff together <laughs> like merging those two kinds of concepts would be unbelievable uh <laughs> i don't know if they'd actually be able to do it really but it that yeah that's that's the kind of thing they they really need to show with that uh because although minecraft was an impressive demonstration it's not really showing why you need it it's just showing this is really awesome uh so yeah. i yeah that was cool and then they showed gears of war 4 and it looked bad to me yep it looked bad to me too. Or I wasn't paying that much attention, honestly. And I've been meaning to go back and just look at like whether it looked good, which I assume it did because you know Unreal Four. But goddamn, I just don't care at all. And the main characters both seemed really lame. Yeah, it was. I, it's I, weird. Just... Like they, the guy, the main guy is still huge, but kind of like a pussy. <laughs> I don't know. He just seems lame. Like like the 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 appeal of Marcus Phoenix or whatever was just that he was this over the top just yeah, yeah. badass. And and he wears a bandana and shit. And this guy is just like a soldier. Uh I I don't know. And then I, they had like the uh, the girl with him. It it was like they were trying to to tread on some of the same territory that Last of Us does. It felt a little like that, and I actually mistook. It's not the same voice actress, but for a second I thought it was the same voice actress who played Ellie in that game. That's how <laughs> close they seem to yeah. be tonally. It's I, I, weird. I think that that is, that is something that I think has been a little bit of a running theme in the series because there's usually been some sort of single-player cooperative thing where like there's other the other characters are on the field with you and, and doing various things so I, I don't think that that's terribly different but it yeah, was but just it's boring like and lame. in the in the regular games the first trilogy this is seems like it's getting to be like halo there was the th- main trilogy and now they're yeah. just shitting all over it but it, like in those games you had cole train and that like that yeah. those were the companions not characters just, some fucking just nobody characters uh, yeah, and, and maybe it was a bad demonstration. Maybe it was just a really stupid thing to show as your first look. But I, I just can't care about a fourth Gears of War game. Like I just, yeah. I'm, I'm unable to care, especially with the demonstration they gave. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, they showed Forza Six. They got Henry Ford the Third to be out there, which I thought was funny. I thought that 
when they they lowered the new Ford Mustang <laughs> yeah. down, and then they took it away almost immediately. <laughs> like, it was so funny. But yeah, I, that, that was yeah, that was weird. Um, this is a big deal though. They announced full backwards compatibility or close to full backwards compatibility with Xbox 360 games on Xbox One, which that was I don't a, think... That was one of the biggest surprises. Of yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting that or thought it was no. possible. Uh, it's weird because they're doing it so close to the launch of the console that you... I almost feel like they should have announced this around the launch of the console and said, like, we don't have it ready yet, but we are planning in the future to make backwards compatibility a thing. Because, like, I was seeing people talk about it and say, like, I've already sold all my 360 games. <laughs> and, and they're like, I really wish I knew about this when I first got my Xbox. Well, Phil uh, Spencer, when he was out there, he was he said something like, we really didn't know if this was possible. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that that's the thing, is that maybe at the time they were just kind of, uh, it was kind of an idea and they were really, it is surprising that it's it's possible because what I've heard of kind of, you know the changes in architecture and stuff is that it would be very hard to do, and and they've apparently pulled it off. So I, I'm curious of whether they run like the Xbox games did on the Xbox 360, which is not good. Uh, I mean, they, just, they explicitly said it runs as well as the last, but of course they would say that. So I, I, I yeah, just anything would be good. Just any kind yeah. of backwards compatibility these days from somebody other it's than Nintendo. It's good that it's happening, yeah. and it's good that they let you. Use your old discs, even if it's not running off the disc. You have, still have to download the game. But like they're saying, like you don't have to buy the game again, which would be really, really lame yeah. uh, if they did. If they did that. But uh, and um, less less of a big deal is their hundred fifty dollar elite controller. Oh my god, it, the controller looks good, but one hundred fifty dollars. Jesus Christ! I guess there's people who are going to pay for it. I, it know. has this very strange looking it looks almost like a there's parabolic cookers you know like they're the curved um metallic like a lock? no 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 like they reflect sunlight onto a point in the center oh, right. a focal point to like heat water Are you talking about the d-pad yeah they've yeah. got one of the they've got a replaceable d-pad now and it's like this concave metallic thing it's very weird i don't know i have no idea what that like maybe that. it's supposed to be like a steam controller thing or it's like touch sensitive or something i have no it idea it didn't look like it they, well it didn't, didn't look like it to me either but um it's weird because this they finally got the d-pad right on the xbox one controller it's just a four directional thing that's all you need yeah I, I i don't know what that is intended for and it's kind of a weird thing it's it's almost uh, it's very obviously geared towards PC because they've they've added so many buttons and features and stuff that you know just won't be actually workable on Xbox games because those are built for the Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've always said that, that 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 there should be buttons on the back of controllers. Like that's so, it's so stupid that we have two fingers that we never use back there, and and so they they put the pedal paddles back there. And I, I hope that becomes like a trend in the next generation or something where they just have a couple more buttons to use because. I like complicated games, and it's just impossible to play them on on controllers um, yeah. without some really weird button mapping. And they have to, and it it bleeds over into PC too, because even though you might be able to control it with a mouse and keyboard, they make concessions like having lots of yeah. actions bound to the same button on the controller, and then it 
carries over to the keyboard control. So E does like fifty things, and uh, yeah, like Witcher. Yeah, A does everything, and 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 Far Cry Three really pissed me off because you actually had to hold down a key uh, to to open chests and stuff like that, and so it was like this relic of an era. It, it, like you shouldn't even be having to do that on the console but you know like i think halo 2 was the first game to do it where you have to hold down a button to like get in a vehicle or something because it's different if you just tap the button but in the case of far cry 3 it was just tapping the button does nothing and holding it down opens stuff and does everything and so it's just so stupid having to do that on the pc i I just that just drove me crazy um that was a little rant there for you (laughs) um is there let's see much else oh the rare stuff yeah, Sea of Thieves. I I've been meaning to go back and look at the trailer, and I haven't had time to do it, unfortunately. Uh, but it, I saw like the last, literally like the last five seconds of that, and I thought, oh my god, a pirate game! And then I heard later that it was from Rare, and so I'm actually kind of excited for that because I love yeah it, pirates. That means a lot. That so one, it means it's in the hands of competent developers. One Two. hopes, because here's the thing, you don't know what Rare is these days, like, it, it could just be the name, uh, with, under Microsoft you, you don't it really is, know, it but is didn't they make the Viva people. Pinata games? They did. So, yeah, they do have They've some stuff They've lost most of their, like, core sound team, and, uh, the Banjo-Kazooie folks, but are the lead designer and stuff like that, but they still do have a lot of the original team, which is part of what makes their story as a company so sad that this those talented yeah. people were just misdirected for years but they're competent they have a sense of humor so it's not going to be some gritty serious thing and it's a pirate game that's destiny like they call it a shared world pirate adventure so that that'll be cool i've been waiting for years for pirates to become a thing because ships in games is super fun and 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 like it was it was fun in assassin's creed 4 it was fun in some stupid disney mmo shit i played for like just for jokes a long time ago and i was like actually the ship part of it is really good and like just we haven't had a game that focuses on that it's always been like a side thing and and so it's really i even really had, nice to see that. i even had fun playing a gary's mod mode that was terrible and i know like, exactly was what janky you're about. and horrible but yeah. you were just pirates and you'd fire cannons yeah and like things. someone someone drives the ship and the other people fire the cannons and then you can board each other and shit like it's that's so awesome it's always fun and they showed and, that too like they showed different people doing different tasks on the ship like there were these guys yeah. pulling ropes and one guy was looking out and the other guy was exactly doing the wheel yeah exactly uh i hope it is an xbox exclusive <laughs> it's not it's not i i checked okay. so they called it an xbox exclusive but xbox is their platform that yeah. for pc gaming on windows 10 too it was very confusing but it's coming to it windows is. 10 and they xbox need to one. stop doing that because yes I, yeah, it's confusing that as hell and yeah, they they even called it an Xbox exclusive at one point and a console exclusive at another what? point. But that actually just means that it's not on PS4 and that console wise it's exclusive to Xbox. It's really what convoluted. The fuck? Yeah, there's yeah, exactly. That's gotten worse and worse every year. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um Okay, I, uh, Crackdown 2 wasn't there, which we knew and that was sad. Uh, but they I think they mentioned it and they said it would be at at the Gamescom or whatever. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and Tomb Raider, not, I don't know if there's anything to say about Tomb Raider. Uh, there is, the I title, think. It was very stupid. weird looking. They, they had these parts sort of like Uncharted but bad where uh, like Lara Croft will be swinging around and then she'll it'll cut to a cut scene of her putting the ice picks in. But 
it would jump like huge distances so that it wasn't believable at all. It was just a very poorly choreographed mm-hmm. action sequence. Like they were which, trying to make it look like a yeah, it's adventure, not, I guess. It's not promising when that's what the whole game is, those action set pieces, if it's edited that jankily. So even though it is exclusive to Xbox One, I don't think that should disappoint anybody. Yeah. Um, and backwards, no, uh, early access. That's what I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, I I read I read very briefly that that this isn't as as early access as it sounds. Where apparently you're able to try the games, decide if you want to buy them in early access, and and then you unlock the full game or unlock you know unlimited time with it or whatever. Uh, so I think it's I, I think I think it allows like a demo or trial period, which is really smart, and I'm loving that. Now we've got Steam and Xbox doing something like that. That's that is awesome uh, that they're allowing people to actually like demos are back, basically. Uh, yeah, which is okay. nice. I didn't uh, know that. So that's, that's that not as good. not as bad as we thought. Yeah, because we both we both were like, oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that and only dangerous is going to be on Xbox, which is kind of neat. I I don't know how that'll play on a controller, but I've heard it works okay on the PC with a controller. So there you go. Um, yay! Woo! Okay, Mass Effect Andromeda. I didn't see the trailer. I saw the first few seconds of the trailer for this. Did you see it? I saw the whole trailer. Um, almost nothing to say about it. Uh, it was pre-rendered, through, wasn't it? Yes, he okay. browses through some planets, and he chooses the desert planet, and it's playing Johnny Cash, and he goes onto the desert planet and, and jumps up in the air and punches someone, and there's a really brief shot of the Mako driving really, really fast. Okay, there you go. Who cares? Mirror's Edge showed... Mostly pre-rendered stuff. The little bit of gameplay, and, and I think there's a playable thing on the on the floor on the show floor. Uh, that's, yeah. I think that's what they said. So um, hopefully more gameplay footage will come out. It looked that's a lot open darker. world. Yeah, that's cool. That it's yeah, yeah not discrete levels. I think that's a good like a lot of games they they move into open world and it's like do do you actually really need to be in open world like like well that'll come soon Ghost Recon maybe um, but uh, they. That is a good good kind of place for open world where it's like you're finding your own paths and stuff. That that's the perfect genre, if you can call it a genre, uh, for open world. So yeah. that that's exciting. The and yeah, right. sort of it's, it's darker, for that openness. The world feels different, which I didn't expect. Uh, I expected them to basically copy the aesthetic of the first one, which in a lot of ways they have. You got the clean, stark, white kind of interior well, everything. Uh but there's a lot more there's more detail. A lot of people have called it a lot of people have kind of not actually been kind of negative about it. I think where they they, they want it look, to look more like the original uh, Mirror's Edge, but I, I don't know. I, they're doing something different, and it doesn't look bad to me. It looks it looks fine. No, uh, what did worry me is the uh, they even said as much when they were interviewing the developers is that they were devoting most of their attention or uh, an increased amount of attention or whatever it was on the story and. Yeah, it's just what they showed of it looks so fucking like. Why are you <sighs> paying so much attention to this? They have this dystopian world that's just a complete cartoon where they literally say things like "personal freedom is bad." And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the you've, got the, you've got the cheery voice saying like "work is good," and if you work more, you get rewarded. And it's like it's very, very one-dimensional uh, uh, dystopian, you know, themes. But I, which is I, fine. If you don't try to treat it like it's more than it is, which yeah, it seems and I don't like know, they might they, be doing. We'll see. Uh, the The original had 
kind of like it, it kind of presented itself as 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 being like really serious and 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 story driven, but it really wasn't. And so it could be that this is kind of the same way where it's like you've got the story to hold it all together, but it maybe it isn't isn't just gonna you know overshadow the rest of it. I I, I didn't care about the story in the first one, but I. I enjoyed going through the story, you know? I, 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 we'll see. Um, One can only hope that they have yeah. some restraint. Uh, what did look cool, Battlefront, looked very I, scripted, but it looked was, cool. Yeah, I mean, of course it looked scripted. They always do this with their kind of, you know, like, I, I want to say Battlefield games, but my my worry with Battlefront was that it would be a Battlefield game, and it, I honestly, I don't, it, it doesn't look like a Battlefield game. I mean, it's obviously, it's open world with vehicles and all that shit. Uh but the aiming is the is the number one thing I noticed that was that set it apart from most modern shooters, which is that you you can aim accurately from the hip. There's a very minimal HUD. Did you notice that? Uh, I did. There's like there's a health bar that looked kind of bad to me, just very red. Yeah. But other than that, there was not much on the screen. Yeah, because like there's no ammo to show, I guess, and like it didn't seem like there 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 was like a selector in the bottom right for like abilities and stuff, and that was almost it. And and I thought that was indicative of a more simplistic design, which would be evocative of Battlefront in my head, because uh, Battlefield is all about gadgets and unlocks and crazy shit, and they didn't show any of that. So yeah, uh, one hopes that uh, you know they probably will have some of that shit, but like one hopes that that isn't a focus uh they, on, on the game they and... do have some because if you notice those uh like xp popping up when they would kill on the, people on a different mode i don't think was that on the single was that on the multiplayer mode both. though like on the competitive multiplayer like i don't both. know but um, i can't imagine them not having some kind of experience based upgrade system yeah i mean it's a modern game period all games have that now yeah. uh but yeah i i was i was I was shocked that it looked. I mean, also graphically, it looked incredible to me. Um, it really did. It, it could be downgraded in the future, but it looks awesome. The sound design is great, which is what you would expect from a dice game. And God, like the little the little chase that they had from the Tie Fighter ch- chasing the X Wing, and it like goes into the cockpit. Like it just looked like a Star Wars movie. And and even the like the dialogue was kind of obnoxious. There was a lot of like radio chatter and stuff, but it felt Star Warsy. Like it wasn't like. God damn! I, I I didn't expect this level of battlefield, but like, if they had people coming over the radio and being like, "Oh, they're they're blowing us apart!" Oh, god damn it! And you know, just like that battlefield shit, that would have been un- unbelievable. But uh, they, it feels it feels like Star Wars. I, I I actually feel like they they tried with this game more than just like, "Hey, let's mod battlefield into having a Star Wars the, setting." The sound um, design of the um the X wings was very very good. It was yeah. Uh, the whole thing was I, I, I was I was surprised at how good it looked, and I might actually buy it. So there you go. There's my ringing endorsement for Battlefront. Then we had uh, many minutes of EA Jesus. and somebody else extolling the virtues of the New England Patriots. So I went back and I watched this conference today because I didn't see most of it. Um, I would say almost. <laughs> Like I would say, like two thirds of this conference was spent just people talking about stuff that you didn't want to hear at all. Um, like for example, the Battlefront trailer. I'd say there was like five or ten minutes before the trailer where they just sat there and they talked about their vision with Battlefront and was playing Star Wars music and it was like get to the get to the gameplay, get to the gameplay, get to the gameplay, and then they're like, so now we're going to show you gameplay. 
And what we've done with this gameplay is that we're going to yes. show you a mission on on a planet called Hoth. And you see, there was a battle in the in the sixth film or the fifth film where the Hoth Hoth was the location, they had... and they were trying to attack a rebel. And you're like, why are you telling us this? They had the uh, the Viking shield mother describing all of these yeah. things too. Like... Did you notice like her face when she announced yeah. like, okay, we're finally showing the trailer? She looks straight at the camera and she rose her arms like the like the zombie <laughs> king from Game of Thrones. She... Like... <laughs> My favorite part is when she's. Where she says, as a little girl, I always was afraid of Darth Vader, the dark, <laughs> ominous being. That was funny to me. It was bizarre. And, and so what, she was anyway, very what intense. We were saying, what we were originally saying is that, yeah, they spent a lot of time talking about sports. Holy shit. They, they spent a lot of time. I skipped through it all. Uh, I know they interviewed Pele for like 15 minutes. <laughs> And he rambled about. I was like, Brazilian I fortunately women. wasn't there for that. I, the few, the little bits that I saw, he was talking about like a seventeen-year-old blonde woman or something, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" <laughs> so, yay, uh, sports! We're all excited <laughs> for Madden. Tell us um, about racing, because I don't care about um, it. Yeah, I I don't care a whole lot about it. I like the Need for Speed series. I've been with it since the beginning, pretty much, and. Uh, and underground was more well loved by people that weren't me. <laughs> I, I didn't love it, um, but they're kind of going back to that style of like it's underground street racing, and and you can mod your cars, and like they're 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 selling this as a combination of all the previous games. So like you've got like the wanted level stuff where cops are chasing you, and you've got the customization stuff, and you've got the drifting stuff, and whatever you want, and. Uh, the one thing that I can say very positively about this game is that they have gone all in with the retarded, like they're going like full motion video, people staring at the camera and talking to it, bad actors reading bad lines. And like, there's something to be respected about that. Like they're, <laughs> they're going back to like a nineties aesthetic of, and they, and they talk in a way it's like, dude, that was an epic drift. Way <laughs> to go, bro. And, and, they're taking it so seriously, and I don't know. I'm I, I'm sure that a lot of it is self aware, but they do not. It's not like I wouldn't call it tongue in cheek. Like they're they're play it completely straight from the from the stuff we've seen, and it, I, that alone has me a little bit excited because like it just it's just so stupid that it it's so bad it's good for sure. Uh, so that that's exciting. But the the stuff they showed, the actual gameplay, was like a drift attack mode or something. And so the car, like, they were going down a straight road, a wide straight road, and they were just sliding left and right, and it looked really stupid and dumb and not fun. I don't know. I didn't. I was not impressed with the gameplay, but we'll see. I don't know. Need for Speeds have always been fun in the in the past for me. So I I, I don't know. I could be interested. Um, I don't think they showed the Criterion game that I wanted them to show, which they mentioned the last year. Where it's open world and you jump off of ATVs and stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know I, I, anything I, about that. That's it's weird that they didn't show that, and I'm sad because that looked really cool. Um, maybe that'll be a Gamescom or whatever. Uh, and yeah, Unraveled. Unraveled was there. Um, that that at uh, indie game presented by the most adorable man. <laughs> <laughs> He had so much heart, and he was very awkward and very nervous, and it was 
it was cute and you could tell it was like a I mean it was an intentional move by EA to say like here's an indie developer who you know is going to appear very genuine you because have he to is appreciate the sincerity. You do, I, it I appreciate so it. Nice. Yeah. Cuz it was. Oh my god, especially after getting Viking bat before Star Wars. When he when he pulled when he pulled out the doll and he was like and 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 here he is. And, and it's just like oh my god, this guy. It reminded me of uh, Miyamoto pulling his little Pikmin out of his pocket. <laughs> Does yeah, yeah. Um, that was and that that game looks legitimately really neat. Uh, it's like a physics based, like you can swing from the thread and stuff. It, it, it looks it looks cool. It looks like a good indie game. Uh, kind of, a little bit surprising to see something like that from EA, but they have been pushing indie for the last you know year or two. So mm-hmm. good for them. Um, All right, so that's EA. Do we want to move to Meme Fest 2015? Oh God, do I? May as well start with that. <laughs> Uh, Lana Kane from Archer sits next to a steampunk guy <laughs> and just fucking and asks him about everything the memes. falls apart. She says something like, "Hey, that's a nice meme there. Do you want to pitch me a meme?" <laughs> or, you're wow, you're a full says, dressed human sized meme. Yeah, he says I'm a life sized meme. And, <laughs> oh boy, oh Holy man, shit. Um, somebody. Oh. Post that Mountain Mountain Dew Mountain Dew actually tweeted um, a picture that photoshopped for him to look like a red phantom from Dark Souls. Yeah, it's they stole it. Though. I, I saw the original tweet. They yeah, stole he it. just colored it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was terrible. And you know, it wasn't really that exciting a conference. There, okay. Well, they Siege was the cool. South Park game. And they started with the South Park game, which was surprising to me. I didn't know that I, – I expected that to be a one-off thing, and I haven't played it yet, but I've heard extremely good things. It looks great. It looks like the, the, the show, which I still like. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and you've played – you haven't played Paper Mario, have you? Um, no. Okay, well, it's it plays a lot like that combat-wise, and it, those are really, really fun mechanics. Yeah, it just seems like a good game. I need to, I need to buy it. Maybe it's probably on sale, so I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. But uh, it has a very good name. Fractured butthole. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with the the juvenile humor in that name, and 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 just having like corporate corporate papers and stuff that that have that title on it just makes me makes me laugh. Uh, they showed, yeah, you mentioned Rainbow Six Siege, which I liked. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean Siege. I meant For Honor. But okay, yeah. For Honor. Well, they, we had we we'll get to the three Tom Clancy games later. Um, for Honor looks really good. It does. It's chivalry and Dark Souls combat almost like mixed together. Like, did you notice? Yeah, like, kind of similarities like with a Dark very Souls? deep combat system that is about dodging and your stance and your movement, and it's all and supposedly the swings are measured with your right thumbstick. You can choose the direction they're going, like exactly what angle you want with your right thumbstick, which they didn't actually mention. Uh, which is a pretty cool thing, and and I'm wondering if like the blocking is where you have to block in the same direction, like Mountain Blade style. Um, it 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 looked really good. I think they have a playable demo on the floor too, they and do. and it's still in early development. So it's cool to see a game like that in early development that actually looks, you know. And the guy good. the guy they had introduce it was was cool. He was just nice. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of genuine charismatic... people presented their games. Yeah. In general. Uh, Even though I, I, Aisha I, Tyler was 
or Aisha Tyler was being Fuck. the uh, Toastmaster there. They managed to yeah. get some some likable people on stage. Well, Jason Derulo, he was really genuine about his love for for dance. Uh, oh, Jesus, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had like happened. a five minute dance section on the on the conference. It's, it, um, if only an E three conference can take oh, a number one star on the pop charts and make him look fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that. One of my hard predictions was that Microsoft would not mention the Connect in their entire conference, and they didn't do it. Congratulations! They didn't mention Connect. They they Ubisoft mentioned Connect, and Microsoft didn't. Um, they they shipped they shipped their console with that hundred dollar peripheral required Mandatory, with the yes. console two years ago, and now they're not mentioning it. And in their, you know what? In their biggest it's conference. absolutely the right thing. Yes, totally, because they fucked up. Um, so, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Trackmania. Uh, they did a little gameplay demo of that. It's Trackmania. It has some little, like, ran- I think random map generation going on, which is neat. Uh, there's not much to say about it. But th- I, there is apparently a, like, tournament, like an esports thing going on right now that they have on the E3 floor where they mentioned that Trackmania was had VR support. And you could try out VR, and I was going, "Oh my god, I can't imagine that game on VR because you like you move so fast, and there's just so much going on. It would be vomit-inducing." Well, not only they didn't mention this on the floor. Not only do they have VR Trackmania, you you, you get strapped into a seat that spins all the way around, and so it's oh. like simulating the G forces that you're going through in the little car, which. I can't imagine what that must be like. It's gotta. Like, it must be very I, I want to know how many uncanny. people vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's well implemented. It, it sounds really cool, but they're doing like a competition or something, which is neat. It reminds me uh, of some of those things they would have at like really nice arcades, where you'd like sit yeah. in a thing that moves and. I've done one that was like a jet simulator or something like that, and you fly the jet and it flips over and it's really cool. Uh, but I can't imagine doing it in like VR and everything. Like Jesus Christ. Um, so that's neat. Oh, I, this is out of nowhere. Um, we forgot to mention. Fallout 4 is going to have mod support on the Xbox. Yeah. That yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That's something that was kind of like teased as being maybe a thing a long time ago. Like I think maybe even towards the end of the original Xbox's life, there were like rumors of I don't know, when did Gary's mod come out? Was that 360 out by that time? I It was around that tell time cuz of it... like Gary's mod where people were like could a game like that exist on a console? And they were, there was being kind of teased around and stuff, and it never happened. And now we're finally getting to the point where where mods can be supported on a console. Now which the is console awesome. crowd can become a huge penis. They can fuck their ponies in their favorite games. Um, the doggy, poor doggy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of anyway. ass, do do we want to talk about Ass Creed? Or do you have more uh, than mods no. on console? I don't. I don't have anything to say about Assassin's Creed. Neither do I. It did inspire a pretty, <laughs> pretty swell memer, but yes, it did. <sighs> uh, so they had three Tom Clancy games at the Ubisoft conference, and and uh, they're all. I think they all look good, but none of them look I, great. I, I think I like Siege a lot. Um. I think that looks really cool. That's like right up my alley. A lot of people 
think that it looks like Call of Duty, which I mean, maybe visually, but it doesn't look like it plays like Call of Duty at all. I, I think it's more like Counter Strike, and one of the maps looked yeah. almost exactly like the map Estate. And somebody actually got timed out by Ubisoft for saying that in the Twitch chat, for saying really? that it looks like the map Estate. I don't know, um, but I I don't really care either. <laughs> they, they definitely they definitely took influence from uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive because it has that same kind of like HUD on top where it shows how many people have died and stuff. Um, but it, it, it's very different in, in its play style, very obviously because you're using gadgets and you're breaking through walls and all that stuff. It's more of a it's more of a uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to define it, but it's different. It's it's cool. It's it's up my alley personally. I I I can see myself playing it, so I think it's cool. I I can understand why people wouldn't want to play it, but I I, I think that people like saying it looks bad are just it doesn't look bad. Not, I don't think people understand. No matter which way you slice it. it, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, I don't think people understand the appeal of it either. But uh, speaking of not understanding the appeal of it, the division. Uh, they showed a pretty long little gameplay thing of forged multiplayer um, with with the scripted voice chat, which is Jesus Christ, stop doing that, Ubisoft. It looked very boring until the very end. <sighs> to me, at least. That it seemed to be like a just a shooter. But then when they had the guy betray his entire party at the end... Yeah, it gave me a lot more of a sense of what that game's trying to do. Not really a survival game. So I forget who it was that said it was a survival game, but it doesn't really yeah, look so-, so much like survival. But it's like cutthroat, persistent. I don't know. It's, in- it's Daisy inspired. Yeah. Um. It's un- It's it's yeah. It's people choosing to either work together or turn against each other and scavenging and stuff. And I think a lot of people are are saying negative things about it because it's daisy inspired and there's been so many terrible daisy knockoffs on you know steam Greenlight and stuff this is a high budget daisy knockoff which and it's not even the daisy knockoff I, and what they're not, doing right, is original yeah. it, it it doesn't look like it plays anything like daisy it's just that the overall concept of you know large-scale multiplayer will you turn against people will you help you know whatever um which I I am I'm inspired that they're trying something as ambitious as that, and I think they're maybe a little bit late to the party, um, because like I was thinking like a well implemented Daisy game should have come out a year ago. Um, yeah, but you but, know if for a game of that scope to be done well and right, it has to yeah, have a huge budget. They probably started and they need to very, polish it. So yeah, I I appreciate that they're taking their time or if they're they trying, are. they're trying to create something unique, which is, is more than you can say about almost any other shooter right now. Um, so I, 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 I think that's good and it could be fun. I think that they're the way that they are demonstrating it is, is consistently confusing and bad. They're not giving a good impression of like, what is this game? Like, how does it actually play? What is the, like, what is the meta of this game? Like, do you go into lobbies do you have like a home base? How does that home base work? Do you defend it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, it's just they're they're showing the general concepts, but they have enough time to to go into what exactly it is, and they haven't done that. And and of course, the scripted voice chat is just so stupid. Very it's so bad. I mean, but what I meant when I said that it looked boring until the end, it's not that everything was boring except for the end. The end kind of put everything before it in a different context. Yeah. 
which and overall it does look really cool and i'm excited for that like that's probably the only one of those three tom clancy games i'll actually play yeah it looks it looks neat i there's some things about it that i definitely won't like like it looks like it's going to you're going to be able to spot enemies very easily which is a common theme in first person shooters these days where like stealth isn't really an option if it's not a game that specifically says like stealth is an option um because like they have scanners and stuff that they can use to like find enemies and it just it they they have people sneak up on them in the in the in the gameplay and you're thinking like that doesn't seem like it was possible uh yeah that was weird but i can kind of understand what the scanners might be for because you'll you're not just going to see somebody pop out from behind a corner and then kill them immediately. You'll be able to know people are coming and have time to talk to them. Yeah. Which is probably important for a game like that to not just one. I wouldn't so much mind if this game degenerated into kill on site, everything, but for a game that's more heavily based around squad based combat, there's a little bit more of an incentive to group up than something like Daisy. Uh, and I think part of the appeal of it is that it looks like it's geared more towards supporting the idea of killing on site. Like, that's not... Yes. Like, in DayZ, a lot of the times people would get frustrated because everyone just killed each other on site. And it felt like that was kind of against part of the spirit of the game, which is a lot of people trying to help each other. And I think that that criticism of DayZ is 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 unfounded. I think you need those people that kill on site because... That, that adds to the tension. It's not but unfounded, this one... though. Like, there's a whole potential that the game's design doesn't really, you know, foster. Yeah, Daisy does not support cooperative play very well. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it does now, but like at the time where it was really popular and I was playing it, you had to trek across the map to find other people that, that you were trying to play with. And it looks like Division probably supports that up front. And, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, it, it it's it's new, and people should stop shitting on something that is trying something very ambitious. Um, especially since we don't really know what it's going to be like. I, I I just haven't gotten a good impression from the gameplay so far. Um, and then the last one was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, I I still don't really know how to feel about this game because the the actual gameplay seems kind of not great fun like. I don't know. It looks kind of standard third-person shooter, not a lot to it. But then the title Ghost Recon, like that there's a lot to those games. Like those games have a lot of options and and gadgets and stuff to do and and different ways to play it. Mm-hmm. And this one they just said like you can take the stealthy approach or you can take the full-on attack approach. And I felt like they should have showed you the Ghost Recon like they almost should have just said this is a ghost recon game so that you could have put that in the context of ghost recon because my first impression was pretty negative of the gameplay but but then like open world ghost recon i don't know if ghost recon needs to be open world but it's a cool it's an interesting concept uh i don't know i i I, yeah i don't know how to feel about that i've liked ghost recon games in the past but this looks wildly different um i've never really cared about them and this didn't make me so yeah, yeah, I, I think this was a bad demonstration of 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 what they're what they might be accomplishing. I, that's a running theme with Ubisoft was I felt like a lot of those demonstrations were not 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 really indicative of how they probably actually play. Um, All right. So anyway, now that was Ubisoft. Now the big one. Move on to what I think is quite clearly the winner. Uh, 
Sony. If you're gonna choose a winner, I if don't, you had I've to, decided that I they, don't like choosing winners. I think they deserve like, it. Microsoft, like Microsoft, has backwards compatibility, and Sony doesn't, and that's huge. And I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I just don't like choosing winners because you know they. I you know with their heart. I don't and, mind and choosing winners. Sony is my best. winner. They start off their conference just right out the gate. Here's the last Guardian gameplay footage. Long, uninterrupted. Long gameplay footage. Oh my god! It's that was a fucking beautiful it was moment. A treat. That was great. That was really, really. It great. was a treat. It looks yeah. just as good as I hoped it would look if it ever came out. That's incredible, and it's amazing that they showed it this year and kept it under such tight guard for years. People had no idea like, what it would happen before. Yeah, before E three this year, it was just like another. You know, will they or won't they? They, there's no reason to think that they would, and they did, which was, wow, it looks great, it looks fantastic. I don't really know what it to did. say it about really it. Is everything the the atmosphere, like the empty valley with the arches off in the distance, and then the the way the boy calls for the creature, and the animation, the feathers, it was all just perfect. And he Fumito Ueda is such a perfectionist. And the game itself will probably be as smooth and as, you know, airtight as that demo. Because that's how Ico was, for sure. And it seems like he's going back to that um, kind of Ico stuff. Shadow of the Colossus was also great, but it did have, like, a UI. Um, this seems uncompromisingly like Ico in that way, that it's just you're, mm-hmm. you and the, the creature and you're there. Oh, my God. Uh Ooh, could gush about that forever. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's great to see that actually exist. Um, then it, immediately it's after awesome. that. Uh, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hello, that, uh, hello, hello. Hey, hi. Is it cutting out? Okay, we'll just Yeah, Mumble's being weird. Sorry if, if, sorry if we're being weird because Mumble's like delaying chat and st- like it's delaying our voices like to each other and stuff so I, i'm sorry We're if this actually, podcast is weird <laughs> i'm actually in a pretty severe storm right now so it could be problems related to that um Great. immediately after um, the last guardian they follow it up with this incredible looking new ip called horizon zero dawn which is like after humanity has mostly died out the cities are all just skeletons of metal and they're these mechanical animals who aren't just hunting all the humans they act like animals and they herd up together and then it's like these tribal people this tribal girl hunts them with these elemental arrows and wow that that was also incredible it was an awesome concept of just like the setting itself is it's 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 you know post-apocalyptic and you can say that and and just do a wide brush but i've never seen anything any games that have done a really great job of not only it's not just post-apocalyptic it is post-society like it is the remnants of a previous society that is completely disconnected from the current one and yes they call uh, them the old ones the people alive today they have no idea what the old life was like but there's these robots which who knows what their purpose was or how they evolved or whatever who knows um there's probably gonna that's probably gonna be largely about what the story is um so i like it that, feels like looks awesome. hundreds of thousands of years in the future yeah and there, there's a style to the world which 
it doesn't look just realistic. Like it doesn't just look like like typically with post apocalyptic settings you go ultra realism and you try to like say like here's what society would look like you know hundreds of years afterwards or whatever this was like did you notice like the skyscrapers where they were like twisted up and Mm -hmm. like waterfalls coming out of the windows and crazy stuff going on like that um it doesn't necessarily look realistic but it looks amazing and and it was very colorful like not fallout 4 colorful where it's colorful compared to the the other ones i mean this was very vibrant and interesting yeah the designs were there to back it up it wasn't just color i was i was i was my nose was to the screen just like from just them showing the setting uh and then you know they were showing all these sweeping vistas where you're like i guess this is in-game footage or whatever i don't know like it looks kind of cgi like it doesn't look like it's necessarily in-game and then they're showing one sweeping vista and stuff and then it just kind of the camera kind of settles in behind the character and suddenly they're playing the game and it was like holy shit that that yeah. little, that moment yeah. was really that's that's one of those kind of moments that you have i haven't seen in a while in a while um it was like uh, the uh yeah. the the metal gear solid 5 trailer where it zooms in <laughs> yeah. on the the horse and snake except more impressive yeah, I was. Yeah, um, I, I was. I was very impressed with that. And then the gameplay itself, obviously, it just looked fun. How much can you say about it? It looks fun. It looks okay. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, we had this conversation already, and we'll we'll try to keep it brief. But you mentioned before that we even watched the trailer, like, oh yeah, these are the people who stole a bunch of, or not stole, but whatever. They they took on a bunch of CD Projekt Red's uh, staff. Yeah, and. And instantly, I started going, "Wow, this looks like The Witcher Three! Like, it looks like the engine." And then once the gameplay started, the gameplay looked very similar to me, and even in a lot of ways, the, the overall concept looked looked similar. Uh, but you you disagreed. I um, I strongly disagreed. The soundtrack was probably the most similar thing, but it reminds me more of like, I mean, it it just doesn't seem The Witcher. That it's a lot faster. It seems a lot more fluid, more based on ranged combat. Um, it did seem faster. Like she jumps over the rocks and stuff, and 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 she's sliding under the monster and shooting the arrow up into its belly and all sorts of stuff. Like that looked way more. It looked way better than Witcher. Like it looked like the the combat and stuff would be more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the like the pinning of the monster down. Like it seems that they have a lot of cool. elements like that. Like different ways to interact with the monsters and just doing damage on like but not in scripted sequences but on a is it day-to-day really different basis? from having the option of uh of using casting ard or or Irden, or Irden, or i think it's very different it down with the arrow I, like the pace throwing a bomb at the it the pace in the combat like to use Yurden. I, I don't know about the witcher 3 because i haven't played it but in the witcher 2 you put a trap on the ground and you wait for something to walk into it, and then they get frozen. You don't skid underneath of it and shoot an electrical arrow up at its heart, and then skid out the other end, and then pin I, it I'm down. I'm not the, saying that, like, it's, but I'm not saying that the, the application of that is the same. I'm saying the concept of here's here's different abilities that do different things that help you in combat. Like here's one. Like it doesn't necessarily do the same exact thing or yeah. work the same way. But like pinning the monster to the ground. You could say that that is, in some ways, in 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 its in in its intention, it is the same as casting Yirden. You know, I don't know. trapping the monster. It, it seems it's hard to say without having played it, but it f- feels like it plays very different. 
Um, but it do, you're right. It does clearly take a lot of cues, design cues and gameplay cues from The Witcher, but in a lot of good ways. Yeah, I, the the thing that the thing that that evoked The Witcher the most for me was when they brought up the ability wheel and and it slowed down time. Yeah, the that's way that wheel looked. Though. That's I know, but the, the the design of it and everything just looked very very Witcher to me. Like they, they're all that the, the there were like six abilities and they were all on one side of the wheel the same way it looks at least in The Witcher three. I don't know how it looks in The Witcher two, and and it slows down the time. It just it was very 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 similar. Uh, I. But again, that whichever one of us, you know, like well, neither of us are right. It kind of comes down to opinion. But like neither of us are criticizing the game by saying these things. Like I, I love The Witcher Three. Yeah, and, and even, even if, if you were... wanted to, they're the same people. You can't fault yeah. them. Yeah, uh, and 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 so I, whether it is exactly like The Witcher Three or vastly different, it looks fantastic. And and I, I, I was blown away. I did not expect something like that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm really looking forward to that game, like hugely. Then they showed uh, actual gameplay of No Man's Sky, and it's starting to look a little more like an actual game now. Where, yeah, because uh, what interested me is just showing the the species of fish when he went under the water, and how they didn't seem to just be cobbled together designs that they looked like they could be actual fish. And that that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to see from it. And I also noticed the like um, the gun in the UI at the top right, so there's probably going to be combat as well and things to fight. Just, But it looks like there's stuff to do and stuff to see besides the pretty landscapes now, which is what we yeah. needed to see at this point. And I think if people like I followed this very closely. I'm a big fan of of Sean Murray, the developer, when he first appeared at the VGAs like uh, two years ago. Uh, it, that that the VGAs were going. They were they were. It was terrible. It was like the worst one. Like those, those you always watch those because they're so bad. And this one's the worst. Um, do you remember that one? Did you watch it where it was like indoors, a little a, a small venue? Uh. And it had the Attack yeah. of the Show guy hosting yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So it was going terribly. And then about like halfway through or two-thirds of the way through, they bring on this indie developer, and he sits on the couch, and he puts his hands together, and he just kind of talks softly about you know, this kind of vision that he's had of a sci-fi game that he's wanted to play since he was a kid and, and, and that he's finally gotten the opportunity to make it. And you're kind of like, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm kind of half paying attention. I'm like, all right, this seems cool. Uh, and then they showed the gameplay or not the game. Well, it was gameplay footage, I guess, but it was you know just cinematic kind of. But yeah, um, and it was like, oh my god, this looks so much more ambitious than I was expecting from this tiny little indie developer. All they've really done is create a, a well loved game called called Joe Danger, which is just like a side scrolling like kind of trials game. Uh, and 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 like to have them make something this crazy, this ambitious, and then he's talking about the scale of it, where it's like an actual galaxy, and yeah, it's 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 procedurally generated. He's not trying to to talk around that or anything, but like, it, it's it's a really cool concept, uh, and it looks like he's actually pulling it off. And I, I so I've been in a lot of ways, it it's like three D Starbound, but that is so hugely making yeah. that three D, and to have that kind of interesting design too for all of it is so demanding and ambitious. Yeah, and people started to criticize the game a lot in the last like nine months or so, where it was kind of like, well, we keep seeing this game, but we don't really know how it plays. We don't know what it's going to be like, and it looks too ambitious, and we don't know. And so people were really 
concerned about it. I was never concerned, I think, because I was following it very closely. And he would do interviews and stuff where he would talk in in, in a lot of detail about how the game was going to play and like what the motivations were going to be and everything. And uh, and so I, I kind of already knew what to expect from the game that that now people have learned if they're not following it closely. And I, I hope it's proving to people that like this is actually a thing. It's not going to be the best game in the world or anything, but it's 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 really interesting. It's really unique, and it's it's cool technology. And the way like he's talked in detail about how the procedural generation works with like the monsters and stuff, or monsters, the 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 fauna. Uh, like he yeah. says. It's not like you like you you were afraid, I guess, of like it kind of being pieced together. Like, oh, this this head uh, out of a hundred heads, and this body out of a hundred bodies, or whatever. But like, he says that it's it's like the whole animal was seated, mm-hmm. so the animals are going to be really really weird sometimes, and 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 really unique, and uh, it's it's cool. It's it yeah, you know that I, looked, people... There was a lot of little things that you could tell were clearly seated that way, but were awesome. Because it really yeah. gets that feeling of going to a completely alien place. Like in the water, there was this these this cluster of floating little bulbous pods. I, I guess is the best way to to describe them. With yeah. Little like stalks sticking out of them, and I had no idea what it was. It looked kind of fleshy, but that's awesome. That's the kind of stuff you want to see in a game like that. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome, and and the. The, just the whole concept of how he's de- they're developing that game. He talks about how they they have uh, a s- various like computers that are just basically playing the game, um, basically probing the game. So they 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 kind of go to planets and they take a GIF video of the planet, just a short like few frames of that planet, and compile it all together. And and so it's kind of like the self testing mechanism they have where they're making sure the planets are all generating in a way that in a a way that they want and and there's just it's a very clever way of doing things and it, it looks awesome I, I i think it looks so cool uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i i don't want people to have the expectations that they had say for spore because like the thing about spore is that if it had been honest about what it was from the beginning it would still be an incredibly impressive game that a lot of people would have liked it was just that people had expectations that were beyond what it actually was and that's what people are afraid of with no man's sky but i think if you keep your expectations you know with what the game is actually telling you it is which is just a procedurally yeah. generated galaxy and yeah i thought it was really cool how honest he was and how unscripted the demo was yeah he's always been that way it's really cool yeah he even mentioned like um and he's i can't remember exactly how he said it but it was like uh i haven't been to this place before so i don't know if it's gonna look like or if it's gonna break the the demo but let's take a look at it anyway and then he goes down and he says you know it's not the best i've seen it's not the worst either and, yeah, he like scanned for animals and nothing came up. And he was like, "Well, I guess there's no animals around here." Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay." But you appreciate um, that because it it makes you, wow, okay, this is an actual game, and it works. <laughs> like, yeah, that it was really cool. Um, he's he's a cool guy. Yeah. And then there's Dreams from Media Molecule. They're they're also <sighs> making a PS4 version of Tearaway. Not much to say about that though. They didn't even but, put it in the actual conference. Dreams though. Speaking of ambitious, cool. It looks yeah. really cool, and I want to. I want to see how it's actually going to work, 
in a game and how you'll go from dream to dream. It's like this very ambitious, you paint in three dimensions by moving your controller and make anything you want and animate it any way you want and define logic for things. But they, they seem to make it sound like it wasn't a traditional editor. Like it was this very freeform kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it was and very strange. It was easy to use, you know? Yeah. And, very ambitious. And they even mentioned at one point that you could make games with it. Um, yeah. I, so. I'm imagining that's going to be similar to how you do it in little big planet, which you can yeah. define logic of things. And it's not, it's not just like choosing things from a menu. It's very intuitive. Um, but the actual making of the assets isn't something Little Big Planet lets you do. That was just you had the sandbox and these different things have defined functions and you can arrange them. But this, they're seeming to make, they're seeming to want you to be able to make anything you want and then do whatever you want with it, which yeah. sounds impossible. But if anybody could do it, it would be them. Things like that make me so happy for today's 13 year olds like like yeah. i imagine a game like that coming out when i had a lot of free time and i was younger and had maybe a better imagination or a better um uh, you know more intent on actually like getting down and focusing on these things and spending hours on them because i i could have gone crazy with stuff like that and like gary's mod is like the first kind of touch of that for a lot of people i think that are like about our age uh, but but now games are getting to the point where they're they're doing really amazing things, and, and it's it's cool. I'm happy for I'm happy for other people uh, who who can who can actually dedicate themselves to games like that, and and that these games are actually like letting them fulfill stuff that they that they want to do. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I, I hope that that's as cool as it sounds, and it seems like it probably is. I, yep. Little Big Planet's pretty cool. Um, if anybody could do it, it's them. Yeah. Um. So then there was a cool-looking game with a cool art style, Firewatch, and it's the yep. voice of uh, Harry Crane from Mad Men out in the woods with an axe. Yep. And I don't know much about it. It seems a little horror-ish from the Maybe ending of the trailer. I, it's been vague. I, it was announced, I think, almost a year ago, and it's been very vague all the like since it was announced where, like, what genre it would really be. Like, there's... Like it kind of seems like it's lighthearted at times, but then like it's definitely going to take a dark turn, and it's just it's yeah. I don't know where it goes. It just seems like it's telling a story. I have no idea. Um, but it, yeah, it's neat. It has a really really nice art style. I really like the look of the game. Um, yeah, but there's not much else to say about it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, there really isn't. <laughs> I was about to try, but I failed. No. Nope. Um, they showed some timed exclusive stuff, or not timed exclusive, but like bonus missions for Arkham Knight that are exclusive to PS4. The trailer was interesting, but you know, the game. trailer was cool. It was noir, and I said if like if I if the if the whole game was like that, then I would actually be interested. But I I just don't care enough about Batman to play those games. You should. Um, they're they're really good. I don't actually, know. they're they don't appeal to me. They're it's, shockingly like, good. If you haven't tried it, you should at least give it a try because they're they really are incredible for what they are. Um, then they showed Black Ops Three. We talked about it a little earlier, so we don't need to mention it again. But uh, then they showed. But yeah, Sony showed it instead of Microsoft. Yep, that was. They showed another mode of Battlefront, which is yeah. The design look. I'm 
I don't know what to say. The not Hoth snow thing. They managed to make whatever it, look it was. Good. Yeah, they made it look. It, good. it looked. Yeah, it looked fantastic. And 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 also it was like, it's presented as being just basically like a wave defense thing, like a co-op. You know, defend. But it's not just defend. Like it has, it gives you little objectives. It seems like there might be more to it than than just wave defense. So which really does fit Star Wars because uh, you know yeah. a lot of those movies are being there's a few powerful people, Jedi or whatever, just mowing down mooks. There's lots of dumb movies. Yeah, in it those doesn't movies. look as ridiculous as if you put this in a battlefield game. Uh, yeah, I, that's part of like it seems like the setting, the little more fantastical setting that, that Star Wars provides is it gives them a little more freedom with with how to design the game, which is it's just nice. Um, yep. Now this uh, this was a pretty funny development, I thought. Um, yeah, I I think it's extremely funny. <laughs> so last year. <laughs> They announced a re-release of Final Fantasy VII, but the way they presented it and built up to it, it made people think that they were announcing a remake of Final Fantasy VII. And the crowd went wild. And then just the disappointment was palpable. But then, this year, it's almost like a, hey, sorry about that, and there actually are remaking Final Fantasy VII uh, for the PS4. And I, I think it's... It's funny they said they, first on PS4, but yeah, probably. I, it's it's funny because it's it's like they're they, they're not actually acknowledging like the the huge disappointment of their. I think it was their own conference, like the Sony. Like I don't know when it takes place, but they do their own little thing like halfway between E3, I think. <laughs> and uh, and God, yeah, that was that was one of the funniest moments I've ever seen in the conference, a, a video game conference, of just like people getting so excited because they're they're acting like it's going to be this big thing and then they show fucking horrible PS1 era graphics on a tiny little screen within a screen and just <laughs> yeah. the, the audience is just like yeah and now and now they're like I, I i can just imagine them like really quickly scrambling together this cgi trailer just to say that they're doing it even though it's probably not going to come out for at least two years uh, it's, i it's pretty i've always wanted to play the game though i've never really played a final fantasy game for more than like 20 I haven't, minutes i haven't played a final fantasy game period uh, yeah i got i got an iphone version of final fantasy one like in 2011 or something. So yeah, I really haven't played Final Fantasy, and I heard that Seven is the best, but it just looks disgusting. It hasn't aged well. It was that early era 3D, just terrible, terrible yeah. visuals. And I'd like to say I'm not that shallow and that I can look past it, but it really is dire. So you know, I'm excited to see how they remake it. And then the Sony is just up there all night reviving dead shit <laughs> with the defibrillators Shenmue 3 they announced that Kickstarter on their conference and yeah, wow I mean they just were on fire with the games that they were announcing Shenmue 3 yeah. is I'm pretty sure it's not just on PS4 it's PC and PS4 right I thought, um, I thought that's what it was. I don't know. I think it's PC. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's on the PC. Yeah, yeah. But they, they do have. They did announce several games that were PS4 and PC. But the exclusives they showed too were very good, and that brings us to Uncharted, which yeah. looked great. 
they had a little yeah. bit of a blunder when they were trying to <laughs> show it. Uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah. Thank after, God it worked on the second yeah, time. After the cutscene ended, he just kind of sat there and was stuck, and they couldn't move him. And so they yeah. just restarted and I, I, that. Uh, yeah, they just restarted and they worked fine. I, I was glad that they were able to restart it so quickly and everything. Because, uh, God, that's got to be a nightmare as mm-hmm. a developer to have that happen in your game. Because so uh, much yeah, that of it great. is about the presentation of it and how mm-hmm. they show you and if it fucks Especially up with even a game a little, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it looked cool. Yeah. And I'm excited to also play the other two Uncharted's that I missed when it comes out in the collection. I, I've missed all three and I would like to play them. So I need to get around to that. Um, yep. So. So, yeah. Nintendo, this isn't on here, but, um, so they had like the before their digital event and then they had their main digital event and the stuff before was a direct all about smash, which was good. And they released all the content at the same time they put the video up and I've been playing with it. Uh, that's very good. The new characters they added are really fun to play as and probably are my, some of my favorite characters in that whole game right now. So that's. It was good. Uh, And then they had this Nintendo World Championships thing, which it started out (laughs) terribly. That was weird. It was very awkward. They had a, like, washed-up esports commentator named DJ Wheat bring his son out, who he called Mini Wheat. Oh my and God. it was just a train wreck. They were commenting over Splatoon. A little kid saying, am I, am I a kid or am yeah, I a squid? He said, are you a kid or are you a squid? Uh, and you can tell that he was being fed these lines because of the way he was saying them. And he would sometimes like, really like misread them. Deliberately and- yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like... I can kind of see there was a way it could have gone where people would have been, you know, jokingly in good heart saying, wow, that kid is awesome. You know, if he said something funny or cheeky or something darned, kids say the darndest things. If he said a darned thing, it would have saved it. But no, he was just getting fed very, very boring lines. It's the, he was the bravest and stupidest father at E3 to put his kid out there in that context. But thankfully they got him off the stage for the rest of it. Um, the rest well, of it... replaced him with a rapping black dude. Okay, and well, then a singing black dude. Yeah, the and I, I don't know. Why. Okay, okay. So one of them was just memeing out. There was the the <laughs> black dude who was doing the Zelda rap, and that was just a stupid meme. The That's other really black dumb. guy they brought out is a very well known and popular commenter for the competitive Smash community, and some somebody put him up to that. And it was like yeah. a community thing, and he was nervous, and you know, it was embarrassing. It was cringy. That one definitely. was less. That, but the 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 second it came from a genuine less, place. Okay. It wasn't just memeing out. So yeah. it's important to keep that in mind before shitting on D one. But yeah, um, uh, Hungry Box and Reggie had their had their uh, grudge match. That was, that was hilarious. That was great. The burns that they were dishing out the friendly trash talk. That was yeah. great. Like um, I, I I spend sixteen hours a day running a company. You spend sixteen hours a day playing playing a video game or something like that. It was like, oh my god, Reggie. And then there's a. Uh, before that, he says, if I win this, I'm willing to offer you a job at Nintendo. And then he says, I'm an engineer, boy, I don't need it. Ooh, that was so good. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. Uh, that, that, that was really lighthearted. But it's it's a shame that all that stuff was preceded by... Are you was it more, than, more than an hour of the YouTuber and, and celebrities and whatever competi- competition stuff where they were playing games that aren't actually fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
That was terrible. It really was. It went on so it's just, long. It's such a miscalculated thing. Like, you have yeah. the professional entertainers whose job it is to entertain these these gamer dudes on Twitch and YouTube all day, every day, and they don't get that they don't talk at all, and instead they have fucking children. I don't know. It's so weird. The yeah, whole and thing. esports commentators commentating games that just do not that work aren't as esports. esports. Uh, yeah. Oh God. And then I, like I, the I, I hated the that. commentary is like, oh, they're locking on now. <laughs> Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Here they go. Oh, you popped a but, dude with the. But they squirt. ended it. They ended it with a pretty sweet. Like you they know, ended it genuinely like, sweet awesome. Mario Maker thing. Did you okay? So you missed it live, right? I missed it live, but I went back and rewatched the whole thing. Yeah, I'm glad because oh my god, like that was all. I, I wish that that was just like the whole thing was just kind of that stuff. Like it was short and sweet like that, because um, oh my god, like it was just so. First of all, Mario Maker looks amazing, yes. and the way they demonstrated it was was really clever and and showed the game exactly how you should show it, which was like they had the two. I guess were they Mario speedrunners? I didn't recognize no, I them, but don't, I don't. I think they were just the the people who came out on top of the whole. Thing. Maybe yeah, but I, I I got the feeling that they actually had skill in video games. They weren't just like YouTube celebrities or something. I don't know, but um, they uh they were one would one would get blindfolded and 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 the other one would play through one of the Mario Maker levels, and then the other one would play through, and like you know whoever got all the way through or got through the most of it would win that round mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was just, it was, it was very, it was a very good demonstration. The it levels was exciting were to watch. wild. Yeah. Uh, it was really exciting and fun to watch. And, and then, oh my God, that when, once it was done, oh my God, it was so. <laughs> when Miyamoto comes out, it was, it was great. This playing the, the Super Mario Galaxy song. It was, it was good. It was. Miyamoto is so like, he's a sweet he's man. Like, awkward in a way that isn't actually awkward like yeah. nobody feels awkward because of it he's just cute <laughs> um and because he's so uh, insanely accomplished and respected yes. it it doesn't you know i think about like uh, someone on twitter mentioned like that he was our generation's walt disney like he is that guy like he is just he's so defining of nintendo and uh yeah, he's their golden boy and has been since. It was amazing the 80s. To, to see all that. Uh, that was really cool. And then it, it, it like ended with like all the characters like waving at the camera and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, oh my god, this is really sweet. <laughs> then, after all that sweetness, uh, they fucked it all up today. <laughs> uh, so, well, they didn't actually, but it was very disappointing. So they showed Star Fox Zero, and it looked kind of cool. And they had Miyamoto talking about uh, his inspiration for the series and why he chose a fox. And they show him walking through this Japanese shrine and talking about the arches. And he's like, okay. Then they show a 3DS Zelda spinoff that's like three-player co-op. And it's like, okay, they're going to be getting to the real stuff after this, I guess. But there wasn't any. Like, those were the two big things they showed. They had another multiplayer metroid spin-off that nobody cares about um mario tennis and it was just very nothing there was nothing there uh, they showed a little more of mario maker but the coolest stuff of mario maker they showed in that world championships thing yeah but they but they they built it up to seem like it was going to be big like they did had they? this long they did 
Well, not not beforehand, but during the actual video oh, okay. presentation. Because beforehand, they were doing stuff like announcing that Zelda, the Zelda yeah, game yeah, wouldn't no. be there, and like it seemed like they were downplaying. Yeah, it. not beforehand. It did seem like they were downplaying it beforehand. But they started off with this extremely slick and well produced sequence where um, Satoru Iwata, Reggie, and Miyamoto are like these Muppet people. And, I saw like screenshots of yeah. that. Yeah, and then they transform into Fox Falco and Peppy, and it's it, they have those like bumpers and the stop motion animation of these amiibos getting slid around on a table to introduce the next segment. Like it felt like a big production, but it was just a whole lot of nothing. The best stuff, the best part actually, was um, when Miyamoto and the Mario Maker lead are talking about the des- designing the original Super Mario Brothers. And there's been, wow. you know, just countless videos talking about, like, the design of, of Mario and how it teaches the player. And, look, there's the enemy here, you jump over it, and it shows you. And But to actually hear Miyamoto talking about that and describe his actual intentionality behind it it was very cool. It was very interesting. And they show you how they did it, too. Like, they showed you the original graph paper that they drew the levels out on and some of the wow. sketches they do and how they would redesign the level. Like, they – because it was very cumbersome to try to erase stuff and, you know, move it, what they would do is layer a very thin sheet of paper over top of it and just redraw things. It, it was very, very cool. Very cool. And they described some of, like, the original concepts – that they couldn't put into the original that they're bringing back from Mario Maker. Like, they wanted Mario to be... It's like this very old drawing. Mario is basically unrecognizable. Um, He's, like, in a cloud and flying around shooting fireballs, and they brought that back from Mario Maker, and then it ended with a very cute uh, three-person jam session between Koji Kondo, the composer for Zelda and Mario, Miyamoto on guitar, um, and uh, the... I don't know the Mario Maker lead on the maracas, and they're they're playing the Mario theme, and it was that cute. does sound very sweet. Yeah, but that's that's it. The, there were no yeah. games. It was basically but nothing. Like, with their with Nintendo Direct being really popular and them relying on that a lot, and them downplaying E3, you, you shouldn't have expected much. I shouldn't like, have, but they produced it so slickly, and it was so long. It was so long. Hmm. It was as long as Sony's, or maybe longer. Well, Mario Tennis is one of my favorite games of all time. I love that game for the answer. So, that's fun. It is. It is. I, I will play Mario Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Let's. I didn't see Square Enix, so you can probably field this one. Yeah, I watched Square Enix. Um, I, I maybe shouldn't have because most of it is Japanese games I've never heard of or don't care about. Did they show Final Fantasy fifteen? Which one is the, the huge open world is. one? Okay, they like the road trip. No, and the it was it was they, a clip really? in a montage. Okay. It was a clip in a montage. I think they had announced that they weren't going to do that. Um, I don't know, but no, they didn't show it. Um, they, I'll I'll talk about the stuff I care about because the Japanese shit I can't pronounce it, and it's it's not in my radar at all. Uh, so most of the conference was completely irrelevant to me. By the way, speaking of sweet and down to earth and all that, Square Enix, they put a podium on a stage and people come out there and they just talk behind the podium and it's just very like it's it it feels like konami from a few years ago would do their e3s where it was kind of like weird and and uh, 
I, one of the giant bomb guys described it as being like watching a uh, a junior high school or elementary school like production where <laughs> they're trying to like cobble together the stuff and it's very endearing but also very bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> They just—it was very like there's just a lot of Japanese people trying to speak English, and and really awkward silences and oh my god, I'm I'm gonna actually show you a couple clips because there there were some really great moments of of that kind of stuff, and it ended with like, <laughs> so I'll get to that I'll get to that after I talk about it. Um, the uh, they started with Just Cause Three, which looks phenomenal. Um, you have a wingsuit and things that blow up look like they blow up in a more dynamic way and there's just a lot of crazy shit it it looks like exactly they 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 were talking about like gameplay features and stuff and they even they just flat out said like you have an infinite c4 like you can just throw as much c4 as you want um so yay have you ever been in the just calls i've played like two hours of just cause 2 i really liked it i don't yeah. know why i didn't pick it up again but i yeah, really liked it's it great. It's great. Just Cause Three is going to be really, really fun. The wingsuit looks awesome. I'm excited for it. Um, they showed. They actually showed. So they showed a trailer for Hitman and and Sony, and it was, was it was an awesome, very awesome well trailer. edited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was, but it was just a trailer. It showed nothing about the game. Uh, and then they actually went into detail about the game game and uh, showed some kind of gameplay. I don't think they actually, they didn't show any like actual like the game being played, but they showed what is very clearly gameplay from a camera perspective that isn't what the game, camera perspective is actually going to be. But um, they're bringing back a lot of the really goofy shit that that made Hitman fun, like killing people in really stupid, crazy ways. Like, That's good. At one point, he just grabs a, an axe from like one of those like emergency things and, and just is walking towards the target with an axe and you're like, Oh my God, he's just going to fucking murder him with an axe. And then he, and then it shows like the same level and he's poisoning him by disguising himself as a bartender. And, and so it looks like there's a lot of that crazy shit, but they're, they're talking a lot about like, they want to make it almost like a, uh, God, I don't know how to describe it. People mentioned that it was going to be episodic, and I think it is going to be episodic starting in December, ending in sometime in 2016. It's going to tell some sort of episodic story. Uh, but you're also going to have some kind of support where you'll be in the same level, but everything will be laid out differently, and you'll have a different target. And so it's like a different mission using the same level. And then there's there's a lot of like hints that that there's going to be like player created content where you can create your own like hits and contracts and whatnot, and like your friends can play them. And it just it all seems very awesome. I I I, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it looks it looks evocative of the original Hitman. It was kind of funny, and we're, we'll talk about the PC stuff later. But at the PC thing, the guy was out there talking about Hitman, and uh, the the thing that he mentioned they were bringing back from Absolution was the graphics. Like they they <laughs> clearly do have some of the older ones in mind for the design it's, decisions. It's funny, yeah. It's funny that he mentioned that. I didn't hear that, but he. It, the graphics that's one of the first things i thought of was like this actually looks like one of the older hitman games and it's not like i don't actually mean that in a bad way like it doesn't look good it does not it is not a graphical powerhouse by any means it it looks last gen i would i would dare to say um it looks like a good last gen game um it, but it doesn't matter because like 
it just it, it's Hitman. I don't know. I it looks it looks great. I, I it looks like the graphics were not their priority, and that's probably a good thing. Um, and they also showed a trailer for Deus Ex, the new Deus Ex. Deus Ex. Uh, fuck. What is the? I don't remember. They're 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 uh, God. Their their trademark for it. Their tagline is really really awful. It is mechanical apathy or apar- how do you how do you pronounce apartheid. it? Apartheid. apartheid. Is it is that apartheid? I don't know. It's, I, it's um, either apartheid or apartheid. Those are the two ways I've heard it. Yeah. but I'm sure of those. Two. That's that's their tagline, and it seems really on the nose. But I guess everything in Deus Ex is on the nose. Like you're actually fighting the Illuminati, so. <laughs> So what what do you expect? I I do not like the way that Deus Ex the new the next one looks. Um, I haven't it seen looks more. It the the feel of that the world in the Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, they've brought back a lot of that feel, but there's something about it that just doesn't feel right to me. Like the other one had an overall kind of feeling of. I really, I really did love the orange. I, I liked it. They're, they are bringing that, that, that back at least. But the, the, I'm talking more about like the aesthetic of like maybe, the, maybe just the themes or just like the feeling that you get from it. Which the original or not ri- original, but Human Revolution was a feeling of foreboding, like something big is about to happen, and and maybe we need to stop it or something. And this one is like that has already happened, and now there's just. Now here it is. Here's the, like, it just doesn't have that same sense of scale. Maybe I, I, the, I don't know. I the the former the something is about to happen. That was very much what the original Deus Ex was. So yeah, and and this one just doesn't give that feeling to me. And and that's that's part of what I loved about Human Revolution was just like there was some kind of there was anxiety in the air in that game. Like everyone knew that we were on like the they were on the brink of a world like changing thing and uh and this one just feels less i don't know it probably tells a really interesting story because it's probably linking human revolution and the original deus ex uh which i still need to go back and play but um we'll see i i I just don't i'm just disappointed that the feeling isn't there because like watching the original human revolution e3 trailer that trailer is awesome like it it, it's the music and everything is just to me just better um so yeah, that okay. I I, I got to say how Square Enix ended it. So first of all, there one one developer came out. I forgot what game this is. Forgive me. I'm sure people are gonna get really pissed because they're big Japanese game fans, and I'm not. So sorry, but he came out. Apparently, I don't know what the story is behind this. I think he doesn't like showing his face in public or something. So the the thing, like I mentioned, there's a podium. It's a very professional feeling, or like it looks like it's trying to portray itself as a professional thing. And then this guy comes out in this massive rubber mask thing that's, like, really goofy looking and stands behind a podium and talks through his mask. And, like, it's this muffled voice underneath the mask. It is (laughs) – you're going to have to see that, first of all. You've probably seen a picture on Twitter or something. I haven't. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll show you. Um, But uh, that – so that happened. And then at the end – they're playing like a montage and this this music loop that only lasts about 15 seconds and the montage is going on and on and on and the music loop is going on and on and on and 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 the people who just presented some of their games come out on stage and they're just facing the audience and just clapping <laughs> and smiling and clapping and and one at a time every single person who was in the conference comes out on stage 
but it's slow. It's one at a time. And they're just standing there facing straight ahead at the audience, just clapping. Oh, <laughs> and it lasts minutes. And they're just standing there clapping. And it is the most, it's the goofiest thing ever. <laughs> and then it ends and then it comes back and they're still clapping. And it's just <laughs> oh, I'll have to show you it. I'm sure someone's going to make a highlights thing. Cause it was totally goofy. It was really entertaining, uh, but not for the I'll right reason. See that. <laughs> so that was that. Um, uh, you know, before we go to PC, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the new Metal Gear Solid Five trailer. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was that did great. not coincide with a conference, but yeah, yeah, it was like um, put on um, the Game Slice YouTube stream during E3 because Kojima can't appear in an official capacity at E3 when Konami's not making an appearance. Yeah, but, I guess. Uh, yeah, he did edit and release a new trailer for Metal Gear Solid Five, which is probably the last one like that we're gonna get. And it was it was great. And it wasn't as much of a music montage as it has been. It, there was a lot of dialogue and this yeah. is where you he's finally kind of showing what the story and themes are exactly. gonna be about. Like all about language and stealing men's tongues and this that kind of explains a lot to me or at least in my mind why snake might not be talking so much there's Maybe. a direct thematic gravity to language and talking and what that means i'll so, tell you one thing it definitely explains words that kill it, yes it does and they even say <laughs> something like that in in this they say one. words that or words can kill. Is yes. What they say. Yeah. 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 If you, um, if, if the yeah. If, I mean, it was a cool line before. No, it seems like it means. But something. now it, I didn't know it actually. Yeah, I didn't know it would actually apply to the story. But it, and yeah, quiet it, also now has a whole new context. Yeah, and it, it it's subtly. Uh, I don't know if subtle is the right word. It it hinted <laughs> towards the more ridiculous side of Metal Gear Solid stories, in that like this whole words that kill thing and stealing people's language is likely going to be taken 100% literally <laughs> in the story. Like people are actually going to be like, like quiet. They're going to have their voices taken away from them or something. Like there's probably going to be some really crazy goofy shit. Um, but yeah, I liked the trailer a lot. I didn't think it was uh, cinematically as good as the other ones. Yeah, I, I didn't but it wasn't like really it trying that, and, and to that. be. Yeah. Um, it, but, but the, the way that it, portrayed the story and stuff was exciting I, I i liked it a lot um i'm really fucking excited for that game jesus christ this is this is the best year in video games so far uh yes this is a fantastic year i i'm i'm this e3 far exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways and 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 we've already had like a lot of good games like the witcher 3 alone is just so much better than anything that came out last year and that's yeah and lots of people that we know and follow and like on YouTube and stuff. We're probably going to release like sarcastic edits of this year's proceedings. And there are some shitty things, but well, it really was like the best one in a while. Yeah. I mentioned that I liked it a lot. I liked this E3 a lot because the games that they were showing were really good, but the conferences still had a lot of really terrible things which i i enjoy from e3 like we even know, we even talked about that shit. like they have to know they have to know uh, and, especially ubisoft yeah, yeah at some point it's are they 
they make a conscious decision not to change it. They know people talk about the awkward moments. So, you know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But I, I, I can tell you for sure. I can tell you one thing for sure is that Square Enix didn't do any of that on purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'll have to see this. But the way you were describing Ubisoft it sounds is, like Ubisoft is. <laughs> it was great. It was Ugh. fucking great. Um, the Ubisoft is, it was disastrous to the point that yeah i could understand someone thinking it's intentional i i don't think so i the meme stuff even like i just can't imagine the cynicism that would have to go through like a marketing person's I, mind to be like all right you have to go out there i don't and think talk they, about memes. i don't think it was that calculated but to to put aisha tyler up there and then bring her back and then do it again yes wait is this her third well, or second Third, I think. Okay, to but some, yeah, to some extent, they, that's that's confirmed. They're making because, a conscious choice not to change it. Yeah, I, I, that was confirmed because the first year she was there, she said "Girlwood," yes. and and then the second year she wore a shirt that said hashtag #Girlworld. Like they embraced that stupidity uh-huh. uh, in a way that, yeah, obviously they're doing some of that on purpose. But like, I don't know, like the Jason Derulo, like that that kind of shit, like obviously isn't. <laughs> it's yeah. intentional it's just terrible <laughs> yep uh, and yeah. you know we could talk about PC there's really nothing to say not really Into the Gungeon looks good it was, uh, which one was that was that the bullet hell one yeah okay yeah uh, I, I like the look of it I think it looks neat uh, and then Rising Storm 2 was announced I don't know what so, that is Rising Storm 1 was a expansion for Red Orchestra 2 oh oh that's right that's right yeah, uh, and it was apparently good, and I never played it. Uh, I think this one's Vietnam, though. Huh. And I think the other one was was the Japanese American War. So I don't know. Well, that's yep. yeah, not much to say about that. Uh, Half Life Three wasn't confirmed. Oh man, imagine that. The the chat we didn't get the chat, didn't come out and the fucking oh. chat. It's Twitch chat. I shouldn't expect better, and I didn't really. But it's still. Just I didn't impressive. glance at it a single time. I did. It still impresses you. Or me, just how terrible it is. Like there was a whole, like th- half an hour, where the only thing people were typing was I don't even remember what it was. Something like wank, like oh, wank it God. off. Don't even what something. Uh, I can find. Have it a wank. Hashtag have a wank. Yes. Hashtag just, have a wank. It's a nerd. For like cute half meme. an hour, I didn't. Oh my God. And then, oh boy, it's just the the host was like Reddit incarnate, just not horrible, but that kind of person, just trying to put on this really dignified kind of mode of speaking, uh, and these really yeah. jerky gestures and he handshakes. Bad. All like he was, he, he wasn't right horrible. Presenting. Yeah, he wasn't bad. But he is a but he's he Reddit. is a YouTuber who appeals to that crowd and just yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know who else are you going to get to host that kind of conference, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And to to give him credit, and he does deserve credit for this, he asked real questions. He asked good questions. Yeah, he, he uh, asked like I, the Daisy uh, guy, why'd you leave the project? People feel like you abandoned it. And he yeah, just like asked how can we expect you to finish this project if you didn't finish Daisy? Was basically yeah. the question he asked, and, uh, and you have yeah, to so appreciate he, that. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate. It. I, 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 he wasn't that bad. He was just slightly annoying. I mean, when you compare it to right. the grand scheme of, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have but, to watch the Square Enix. 
there was there was not much to uh, say about that that little. I didn't think there would be, um, but I am just I'm just horribly disappointed that Gaben didn't come out and, and, and announce Half Life Three. I don't know. I just expected it. You know, I thought this was the year. Yep. 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 <laughs> Gabe Newell was gonna run out on stage. We, we, I was joking during it. <laughs> like every time the guy would announce the minor up, because it was just a whole bunch of minor things being announced, like new map for Arma. And... Like the the funniest and saddest thing was when he was like, "I am, I am so excited to bring these next two guys out on stage. I am just thrilled." <laughs> and he brings out two guys. One one designed a MOBA, and the other designed maybe they were both MOBAs. They brought out like six I, I, people, six different people from Bohemia <laughs> at different points in the conference. They did do that, yes, and, and it, just like I don't know, it was it was really a lot of that was really underwhelming. And then they spent like forever with Blizzard. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like we said, overall this E three, holy shit, nobody yeah. expected it to be this good. I don't think, and it, it was just I certainly awesome. wasn't. It was really good. Uh, Last Guardian, jeez, jeez. And Horizon. Please, Woof. <laughs> That's E3, oh, everybody. Boy. We managed to get through it in sub two hours. I'm pretty pleased with that clip. I'm sure we missed some stuff. If You know what? You can ask questions. You can comment in right. the, on the webpage and ask some questions uh, or, or tell us everything that we got wrong and how bad our opinions are about Japanese RPGs, and uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll listen. Yep. <laughs> Mike and Skip, looking forward to 2015, 2016. Good video games, Seriously, good times. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.